Hi, I'm Rami. And I'm Shannon, and this is Workplace Hugs, where we talk about interesting things we've read or learned to help all of us expand our life toolkit with a whole bunch of empathy, but without a whole new degree. Rami, I don't even know what we're talking about this week. (laughs) What are we talking about? Okay, so let's preface everything by talking about this band that I love called Talking Heads. Okay. I've never heard heard of of Talking Heads. Nope, sure haven't. So, you know a bunch of Talking Heads songs? They sing Psycho Killer. means nothing to me. Okay, so after this, you're going to go and you're going to type in... This is all you're going to type in. You're going to know the song immediately. is Naive Melody, This Must Be The Place. Okay. You're going to hear it and you're going to be like, yep, I do know that song. I love the talking... I love Talking Heads. There's no the. I always think there's a the, but there's no the. It's just the name of the band is Talking Heads. Okay. Is the name of one of their albums is... The name of the band is Talking Heads. There's no the. It, but it doesn't make sense to not say the because it's you're referring to an entity. <laughs> Regardless, this is a quote from the lead singer, the creative of the band, David Byrne. And I think it's such a, a perfect quote about being a creative. And I would not put myself in that category but I am an aspirational, I'm an aspirational creative Shannon, but I don't, I don't, I, I, we'll talk about this on another side hug, but there's a moment in the Beatles documentary where you can see the creative process happening Mm. and it fascinates me and watching it, I know that I cannot do that and I'm okay with that. And I think that's something that I will aspire to, but the quote is, and it's from David Byrne, Complete freedom is as much a curse as a boon. Freedom within strict and well-defined confines is, to me, ideal. Yeah. This makes a lot of sense to me. Because you need, uh, sometimes you think about it like the banks and the river. Like, it's helpful to have some banks sometimes. For the river to flow. So... I remember listening to an interview with him and he was talking about making an album with Brian Eno and Brian Eno and him, Brian Eno had produced a lot of the major talking heads albums. And so they had become collaborators. And so once the, the band was done, they broke up in the late eighties, early nineties. Once they were done and he was on his own, he was working with Brian Eno and Brian Eno said, look, I've written this album of music. I've written every single song. They don't have lyrics yet. I need you to write lyrics for them. And he said, okay, cool. So like, am I allowed to do anything to any of these songs? Like if I don't think the hook is right, or if I need to extend it a little bit to make something work, can I change it? And Brian said, no, you cannot do a single thing to any of these songs. They are written. You can write the lyrics to them and like we can work on the lyrics this is exactly what I want it to sound like. Hmm. And he said that that was one of the most difficult, but satisfying creative challenges he'd ever had because it was so restrictive in the, the guardrails that were given to him, which is a very unique way for someone who is a musician, a singer, a songwriter to work, right? Like they usually work and say, okay, I got a riff. Let's work on some lyrics and like, yeah. let's mush and make this thing into something. Yep. Not here's a thing. Now work within the strict, strict confines of that thing and actually write just words. And you know what? I'm not going to give you any help in terms of doing that 
You just need to make it work. And we're not even going to be able to adjust any of it. So like, even if you have a perfect like hook, it's not going to matter because if it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit and it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really don't have anything to add here because it makes sense to me. And I think you're going to talk about this in a little bit, but I remember reading a book on design thinking and they talked about like confines and how that can actually be helpful and generative for the creative process where I felt like what you just shared though, was a little bit of a, just a teeny tiny tweak of a contradiction was when you said that the guy was like, it was the hardest project he'd ever worked on because the quote says, I get that he wasn't the guy that gave the quote, right? No, he's the same guy, but I'm saying these are two like separate things. Yeah. But just to show that like too much, I think my point in the two and, and I agree there's tension there is I think you want some boundaries you want some confines, yeah, but not confined to the point where you can't make any sort of adjustment. Yeah. It's kind of where I say, like, this is one end of it is like, here's here. You can do anything you want. Go write a song, right? Yes. We're going to work together and figure <laughs> this thing out. We're going to riff, write it and, and let it kind of naturally come. The other side of that is I've written the music. Write some words, but you cannot change anything about the music. And so I think his point is there's no right way of doing anything, but it's too far to the left and too far to the right makes it difficult. The sweet spot is really somewhere in the middle, which is ideal, which is why he says like strict and well-defined confines, which is, I would think somewhere in the middle is much easier to be creative yeah, I, I agree. I know you love it when I disagree, Rami, but I don't think I, like, I have anything to disagree with you on in this one. So you brought up design thinking. This is a huge tenet in design thinking. The idea that designing with no boundaries is really freaking difficult, yeah. right? And so one of the exercises we do, and you guys can do this after um, if you want, is find someone in a timer and and give them 30 seconds and say, name every single white thing you can think of, right? Give them the 30 seconds. They'll come up with a few things. And then put one confine on it, just one, and say, what are... I'm going to give you 30 seconds again. Name every white thing you can think of that's in your refrigerator. And you will see how quickly that sparks a million more answers than when you gave them the the lack of guardrails and so the idea is like how do you put some some confine but not to the point that you are kind of handicapped and can't move outside of it to really allow the creative juices to get going and so kind of the the purpose of this episode is really when you're in that creative space how do you start to put up guardrails and confines that are going to help you, but not make things difficult, right? Like the Brian Eno example is as strict as you can get. I've done this thing. Now go ahead, right? It's the same as like when you give a kid like a coloring book and you're like, you have to color in the lines and here's the one color you can have, Ugh, which boring. is very different than here's a blank sheet of paper. Let me just draw some lines on it for you and a million colors and like do whatever you want with it. And so it's like, how do you find, how do you find the space between a blank page 
and a like color by numbers to really allow for creative freedom to kind of proliferate. Well, and I wonder, like, what I'm taking away from this episode is how can this be a moment of reflection to notice, like, where am I at in the spectrum right now? Where have I maybe, what projects am I working on now where I've put too many confines on and so I'm struggling to move forward? Or projects where I haven't put up any banks to the river and so I'm just kind of, like, oozing all over the place (laughs) because I don't know what's going on. And I can for sure think of times where this has come up for me in my creative life. Like I used to be really regimented with my, with my personal Instagram. And it was like, manage most Monday, try to Tuesday. Da, 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 da. And it got to a point where I was like, yuck, I'm sick of it. And I threw it all out. But now I'm coming back to a place where I'm like, okay, I'm oozing all over. That doesn't feel good either. How can mm-hmm. I begin to put some, I don't think of it as like, you use the word like, barriers or boundaries. I don't think of that as that. I think of it as more as just like structure, like a scaffolding that can be a little bit supportive for the creative process instead of the oozing that can happen sometimes. Yeah. And I think it's really about within your work life, within your personal life. Like even an example, like if it was, I don't know if you're like, I really like, I really want to get back into baking, but I haven't done that in a while so maybe what i'm going to start with is like breads i'm just going to work on breads like that's my scaffolding is breads yeah i'm just going to work within bread so what breads can i make because if you're like i want to bake something it could be anything right sweet savory it could be a pie it could be a cake it could be bread it could be i don't know hand pies and so how do you start to put in just a little bit of guardrails in terms of scaffolding to to help spark that creativity and, and get you actually doing the thing that you want to be doing yep I love it. I love it when we talk about creativity, which we've only done like a few times. <laughs> I think I think it's difficult. I don't. I, I personally don't feel very creative, and so it's hard for me to be like I can talk about creative things. But if I can get a quote from someone who I think is very creative, then then we can go off on it. I think we all are. It's maybe just like what we deem creativity. Like even when you gave the example of baking again, I was like. Oh, yeah, I started sewing again recently. And that's creative. And it's interesting to see how, but you can like think, oh, well, it's not because I'm following a pattern or some like bullshit like that. But like, it's still feeding the creative process. And it's fun to see how that can snowball, you know, like, oh, I'm feeling more creative in this. So now it's snowballing into my work or wherever. So it's just a thing we have to get going sometimes. I love it. Okay, so basically the big thing is just put a little bit of scaffolding, a little bit of guardrails in place, in places where you're feeling lost, um, whether it's a project, whether it's a hobby, and that should help you get your creative juices flowing now that you've got a little bit of uh, a boundary there to help you kind of proliferate your creativity. And the opposite, too. If you're feeling... uh What's the reason you're feeling stagnant? Is it because of loss of structure or is it because you have too much? Exactly. And it's time to to loosen up the reins a little bit to Yeah, how do you find the sweet spot? Again. With exactly. that, we'd love for you to connect we, with us on work. We'd love for you to connect with us on Instagram at Workplace Hugs. And tell us your tips for creativity. Yeah, tell us your tips for creativity. And also I'm curious, like, do you consider yourself to be a creative? Like, or how do you see creativity coming into your work? I like that. I could like start so many conversations about that. All right. With that, I've been Shannon. I've been Rami. Thanks for listening.